evening, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? My name is Tiffany E, and I am one-fourth of your co-hosts. And on behalf of Alexis, Janae, and Nicole, welcome back to Down for the Count. So this week, we're going to finish up the second, this is the second half of the wrestling news for November 22nd. We're going to finish up covering the AEW situation with the reports about abuse in the workplace. We're also going to cover Kenny Omega's little bird dropping message about how he would love for WWE and AEW to collab and what we feel about that. And we're also going to talk about and finish up the Zelina Vega third party debacle with WWE. So if you want to listen to all that and more, then dive right into Down with the Count and I'll see you guys in there. You know what's also upsetting about Seth? He's not to cut you off, Tiff. He has like the perfect athletic model's male body. Hmm. If you really look at him, like like muscular male models, like that is literally that's his exact body type. He's tall, but not too tall. He's he's trim in certain places. He's bulky in the right areas. But he can't dress. No, he, he just Was I the have... only one who noticed that? No. no I noticed that. Uh, there is one thing I do want to add. Um, I'm not trying to put a damper because it's, you know, happy times all around. Congrats to Becky and Seth and Renee and John. I will screen that from the rooftops. I'm having a big problem with Twitter. Well, preferably stan twitter oh y'all are, bu- y'all are a bunch of fucking psychos like i okay so like the next day i went on twitter and everyone was real happy everyone was like you know congratulations blah 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 because <sighs> renee has gotten a lot of shit for being with john a lot of this used to be on tumblr and um she would get a lot of shit. Cause oh, wait, before I do this, there's also some other great news. Alexa Bliss got engaged last week. She did. Congratulations to her. So, to run, so very happy for her. I saw her picture. She was very excited. So, you know, very happy, just happiness all around. Like, you know, isn't that the reason of being a fan is that you're happy when something good happens you like right i mean it's common fucking sense well stan twitter apparently has a big problem with their faves being happy um i will not give the name because their name does not deserve to be said uh i saw someone on twitter basically telling renee and becky they ruined their life so they hope they miscarry their child (sighs) <sighs> there was a tweet that was being shared. Um, I think those wrestling girls shared it, or uh, it was a, one of the accounts that we follow um, about that girl and saying something along the lines of, fuck you, Renee Young and Becky Lynch, you have made me suicidal. Oh, honestly, this is going to sound real fucked up. I don't do it. Yeah, go do it. Period. Go ahead. Is someone, first of all, 
that's just a whole bunch of karma that I wouldn't even dare to unload on someone wishing ill on a person and their unborn child. Have fun with that, first of all. Have fun. Second of all. Okay, then go do it. Go do it. If you want to make these people's lives miserable and say some fucked up shit about them living their lives and being happy and creating family is convenient to you, go do it. I tell you this, though. When you do it, they still ain't going to be affected by what you do. Nope. They really aren't. And so I feel sad. Live, your, I feel live bad whatever this life you got, fam. <laughs> whatever works. I don't give a shit. I be doing whatever the fuck I want to do. Renee turned off her, got her comments limited. She's always I don't like blame her. She's always had that though. Because if, if you notice the people who comment, they're either fellow work, they're like any guys or they're WWE stars or they're like friends with her already or something like that. Yeah. I don't have know. Them she only had them limited on Instagram. They're limited both places now. Yeah, because she's getting death threats, dude. People are sending her fucking legit fucking death threats. I don't know what it is, but Renee has always seemed to, like, out of everybody who The Shield's been with, I know that sounds weird, but any of these, who these guys have been with, I can only imagine the kind of shit Roman's wife gets. I'm not, I'm gonna buy that woman a drink. That's why she ain't on social media. Like, I'd buy that woman a damn drink next time she's not pregnant. But, um... Girl! Ever Ever since I became an Ambrose fan. She's not pregnant. Look, ever since I became an Ambrose fan, and Renee and him came out publicly that they were in a couple, this woman has gotten nothing but shit on by these psycho fucking fans. And it's just like, I just, I just got a question. You know, but, like, um, divas because of it, even though she liked it. Yeah, yeah. She had to leave because people like I. She was the only reason I liked that show. I stopped watching it when she went off of it. I'm like, I, because Renee's so chill. She's not trying to be fake. Like it's what you're seeing is what I. They were hilarious on there because. I think be, and also because they had like so because we're so chill Trinity and John were chill yeah so like they were like so they always like did stuff together yeah it's so it's, it's interesting to me like I, I mean we all have our favorites of who we like but we're not trying to break up nobody's family and trying to find we're not trying to attack people on social. That's fucking crazy. Y'all are crazy. Do you understand that if this man wanted to be with you and you actually spoke to him and saw him, if he was interested, he would he would go after you just like he went after Renee. He's not interested in you. He will never be interested in you. Get that through your thick ass head. You are not in a relationship with any of these wrestlers, be it Bliss, Moxley, Anybody who's having trouble with people understanding, let me make it real plain. Bitch, they don't want you. Thank you. They don't want you. They don't want your thick ass. They don't want your beer guzzling ass. They don't want you. 
They don't want you. They don't know you. They don't need you. They got somebody. Find somebody who's going to love you. Stop it. And it's getting out of hand. Y'all was deaf girl and she just got pregnant. You was deaf on her baby and her. You're going to hell. Every last one of you going to hell. With gasoline draws on. You're going down. Jesus. Um, like, you, you, you help is hot. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. Hell you, is you very hard. You don't, I you don't, don't want know. know. Yeah. That's just wrong. Yeah, honestly. And it's just like, and you know what? I think this year made it worse because it's like these people like, like, like don't leave their homes anyways. And then it's like, now you're like legitimately confined. So they can't go to, you know, the fresh, the breath of fresh air that they take um, once a month or every couple months when they will go to a wrestling event. As it happens. So you just got to have, you have all that hot air and, and like lube, like lube air and like Cheeto dust and, and Mountain Dew fumes and whatever radiates off of game system, whatever radiation comes off of that is all cycled through some basement or some room that's not filtered. Oh, Jesus. Or no, she right. And it's just like this year is really getting to them. Just get it together. That go just outside. because like go outside. Get some y'all, sunlight. Y'all don't even want to know what kind of shit they were writing about Bliss and Ryan Cabrera. Like there was a uh there was a uh a page on YouTube, I can't remember the name, but he was just like, All y'all do on this, like get get a fucking life. And I saw one of them, and this is going to make me slightly blow up a little bit, where this grown-ass man, and I'm not talking about like someone in his 20s, I mean someone in his 50s, okay? It was on Twitter saying, Alexa is my waifu, get the wet fuck away from her. Yeah, he crazy. And I'm, no. I call my friend, I call my friend who is this, he loves Alexa Bliss. Like, Alexa Bliss is his, basically his fucking dream girl. But he's not fucking a psycho obsessed with her. And I'm like, hey, so I guess Ryan Cabrera beat you to it, LOL. He goes, yeah, he had more of a chance than I ever did, so more props to him. Y'all that's, all that's all oh, you yeah. had to fucking say. That's it. Or not say nothing and worry about the girl, the girlfriend you possibly could get. All these damn girls, they sound like all y'all motherfuckers, like Nicole said, just be sitting up in your house, screaming at God, a fucking, um, screaming at a video game all day long, pissing in bottles. Just find one of them hoes that do that. Find the girl on your level. See, you're at the bottom, okay, on the floor, under the concrete. And then you got Alexa Bliss up her. See, you got a lot to get up there. You got a long way to go. It's a lot of rocks and glass and motherfucking nails to get up there. You kill yourself trying to get up there. Why not just find an amoeba on your level? <laughs> <laughs> nah, because all the amoebas on their level 
are going after Mox. That's why. But then, see, you got another one. See, Moxley, Moxley at the top of the lava. You know what I'm saying? He on the top of the mountain. The mountain has erupted, beach. It's lava coming down. How you gonna get up there? You don't have no money for no helicopter, so don't say nothing about no fucking helicopter. You can't give no ladder, bitch. It's gonna melt or burn up. Or you're gonna die. So you under the ocean, stay in the water, bitch, with the plankton and the motherfucking scoops. Stay where you at, bitch. Stay <laughs> up there. Just stay down there where you at and find the people on your motherfucking level. You on the molecular level, okay? These motherfucking people are people. Bitch, you a cell. Find you a cell, okay? Stop it. It's like I'm going to church still. Stop it. You will never be with these people. Very not. The ushers of the world don't want bitches like me. I understand that. I'm not going to fuck Usher anyway, okay? He got the hurts. So the point <laughs> is, fast somebody on your level. I found somebody on my level. I know all y'all can fast somebody on y'all level. Stop playing. Y'all will never be with these people. I can't say that word enough. I can't say it. Matter of fact, I'm going to put it on our page so everybody can motherfucking see it. Bitch, you ain't going to never be with these people. They don't want you. They don't want you. It's a rarity that a wrestler marries a fan. That happened with Orton. True enough. He saw her. He fell in love. She was the queen of his world. That's fine. I'm happy for Randy Orton. But bitch, you not it. Not everybody can beat Kim Orton. You not gonna be the queen of John Moxley's world. He already got one, bitch. You gonna be an amoeba. You need to find the amoeba that matches you. You don't match John Moxley. You can't find <laughs> Find someone else. Okay? Shit. We're moving on. Because I don't... It's, it's not getting... People just don't get it. God. You're not even a Moxley fan girl, but goddamn. I like John Moxley. I think John Moxley is great. But I'm not, I'm, I'm, and I, and I can tell you just going off of somebody that I really, really like. I like Roman. I like Tama Tonga as people. I like the way they operate. But I'm not a fucking fool. You have got to be stupid to believe that you have a chance. Unless you're not a goddamn psychopath. And these people are psychopaths. No, you're not getting there. Find you another psychopath. And then y'all can go to jail together, you know? Or die together. Whatever works for you. But you're not getting Moxley. You're not getting Bliss. You're not getting... Sasha Banks has this issue too. You're not getting these people. Look at where they are. You can't even provide half of what they got. You sitting in your mama basement. What you gonna do? Girl. I quit. <laughs> we moving on. So, speaking of trolls. Okay. AEW has some issues. It's multiple oh. issues. So let's start with the original. Okay. So apparently, 
a former worker named Louis Benson came out and reported AEW and came out with like a speaking out version of a report on his Twitter about AEW hazing and bullying him. Now, to his credit, it was very detailed. He explained everything that went down. He told his how he felt. And then everybody was like, okay, you know, we appreciate your story because people tend to believe you first. They give you the benefit of the doubt. And then people start, you know, jacking the man's tweets. And he starts, get slide, he was sliding in people's DMs. So you got the creepoid factor, the racism, and just the all-around idiotic nature of his Twitter from his, you know, trying to be edgy. <laughs> So let's start at the beginning with this. So Janae, if you're there, Janae yeah, has a bottle of wine. She got her wine with her, so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be juicy with the wine. Janae got all the information on what Mr. Louis said about his experience at AEW. So we'll start there, and then we'll move into the problematic tweets. Oh. <laughs> Girl, brace uh. Because it's a lot, but let's hope Janae just kind of give you the, the gist of what's happening and going on in terms of what he said. Not to his credit, he said it happened to him. He's only going by his experience. Okay, well, go ahead, Janae. So basically, this individual, I'm not going to say any names because you guys should probably know by now. Um, he basically titled it his experience with harassment and bullying within AEW. Um, basically, he goes in and he says he was uh, part of a media company that AEW hired to produce their skits, their promos, and he was one of the editors. And he goes into how he said that he was being bullied. They would have him in a room and he wouldn't be allowed out the room. He would have to ask to use the bathroom. He was also told that Cody Rhodes uh, did not like him, saw him as a creeper, a Mark fan, someone just like, keep me away from him. Um, oh, excuse me. He also went into how, you know, they made him delete his social media. He wasn't allowed to talk about him being hired by AEW, even though there were other people that were working for AEW that were allowed to talk about how they got hired on allowed to post pictures with other wrestlers. Um, he was told not to speak to any of the wrestlers, basically act like a ghost, like he didn't exist. He did say that Cutie Marshall was very nice to him. Um, so in a gist, yeah, he basically talked about how he was being bullied and harassed by his 6'5 Hall of Famer boss, um, which, y'all, it's DDP. I'll throw that out there. Um, and by a guy named Stephen Yu, who's also a part of the production company that is owned by DDP that has been hired by AEW to be able to cut the uh, promos and skits. You will also have seen him on AEW because he has been in videos and skits with the Dark Order. So it's not hmm. one of those guys that kind of came out of nowhere. Well, let me finish. Where it's just like some made up dude in someone's mom's basement. He actually has worked for AEW. He has been on AEW. That is actually a true story. Um, so, yeah, harassment and bullying within uh, AEW. So everyone was just like, 
oh, we're really sorry to hear that. AEW needs to respond to this. You also had reputable uh, dirt sheet journalists um, come to a side and apologize you know, say, I'm sorry this has happened to you. He's also had people come and say, you know, I've heard of this story. Um, it gets, you know, it gets worse when you know a lot of stuff. He actually came and said that he had a receipt and he posted a uh, text message screenshots of where, you know, Stephen you and another guy who works for the company would say, hey, Cody's in the building. You're going to work out the movie to another office because uh, from what he was told, Cody didn't like him. Cody didn't want him around. Cody didn't want to be anywhere near this guy. So on the outside, when you look at it, it looks like some hazing and harassment and other things were uh, going on. He talked about how when Cody approached him, because he worked there for eight months, um, his whole interaction with Cody within the eight months of him working there, he said it was probably about 45 seconds altogether within those eight months. And one of the moments he had with Cody, Cody gave him a high five and said, hey, I like you now. Which to a lot of people, you know, you look at what was said, I like you now, as opposed to you didn't like me before. So I'm not going to say the harassment and bullying didn't happen. It probably did. But when we get into some other stuff, you could probably see why. Well, let's go. Let's go by these receipts he posted. Because the receipts came out first. Them receipts he posted was mad weird, bro. Now, I ain't the most tech-savvy person in the world. But I do know how an Android phone looks when you do text messaging. And I know how a iPhone looks when you do text messaging. The only time the speech bubbles change is by who's talking and the device you're texting. Right. So when you use an iPhone, most of the time, the colors between the speech bubbles are what? Like blue and gray or green and gray. Uh, I have an Android and the text messages I have, the ones I send are green, I think. No, uh, some of them are like that. But hey, hold the fuck on. The fuck is this? Okay, for a good example, so I'm looking at where I text my husband. What I send him is in green, and what comes, what he sends to me comes back in gray. Okay. So I know for a fact that on the iPhone you can change how your speech bubbles look. You can download themes and stuff. For some, I mean, for some Androids you can do that. Here's the thing: with iPhone, the speech bubbles are only one or two colors. They're blue or green. And then the person, you, like the person, you're, when you're talking to them, yours is usually gray, unless your um, backdrop, your phone backdrop is on dark mode. That I know for sure. So when you look at these receipts, which I will post them on Instagram so you guys can see what I'm talking about. When you look at these receipts, the goddamn text messaging is odd. So the, what we came up with was it has to be a texting app if this is real. But even the text apps that I've seen have specific colors for their speech bubbles. They don't change by the person you're talking to. And you don't see the name of the person in the speech bubble. So if you guys know of a different app that does that and you're listening to us, then I want to hear it. Like send us a voice message or put a message on our DMs and tell us because I've never seen 
receipts like this. Never yeah. in life have I seen this. Like they were having, it was in one conversation on one screenshot before, and all of them was in this conversation together, and everybody's speech bubble was different. And it looked archaic, like it was from an old phone. Yeah, when you look at the, the one of the messages that the screenshots that he has, the majority of them are they're from Steve Yu to this guy. Right. Um, one of the ones to this guy is in, is a gray bubble, but the rest of them are in green. All his responses are in blue. So his bubbles always stay blue. The problem we're having is there's a green and a gray bubble that are in his text messages. Now, mind you, there's more green bubbles than gray, but the point is I have never heard of a phone with text messaging that has gray, green, and blue bubbles. So if it's a text messaging app that I've never heard of that has that, then maybe so. Or if it's an app that AEW has made, because WWE, if you guys don't know, WWE has set up a app that all their superstars need to download. Once they have it downloaded, when they were doing house shows and they were traveling, that's how they found out their flight information. The WWE will book their flights for them to go to like the main shows you see on TV. And then from there, it was up to the wrestlers to rent a vehicle and get to the house shows. That was their part they had to do. So this could be a made made AEW app. If it is, that's shitty. That looks really shitty. So our question is, could this be fake text messages? I'm leaning more towards that. Some don't seem right, and especially after the other stuff about him started coming out. Yeah. And this is yes. like the bad racist joke, because and it's like he's actually just some fucking like Mark as fucking fan. Which Cody was right. To Cody's credit, he was one hundred percent right. If that's what he said about him, then he was right. He was absolutely right, and I would have stayed clear of him too, because it just don't and make no sense. None of this, yeah. even. So when this all hit, and we were all talking about it, something just did not fucking seem right because just the way, just the way he was trying to weave this story, that you were told to to. To not, you had to ask to use the bathroom. You had to be sequestered away from everybody else. When all the, when we were reading this and Janae was going over with us, I'm thinking something, something's kind of fucked up here. Because we have heard that there is issues, there is issues in the backstage of AEW, true or false. But Something just wasn't right with this. Something just, something just did not sit right. All of us was in the and talking about this before, and we were like, okay, if it's true, you know, we, we'll be sympathetic. But we need to wait to see what comes out. And people, the internet never sleeps, and that's what I want people to understand. But there's. Let's let's just do this on two sides. Let's say we believe what he says, okay? 
you know that when you come out and say something against something that people truly love, they will find a way to buck against it. They did it in the speaking out movement when it came to the women talking about their sexual abuse, their harassment. Some people were raped. Some people were just mentally abused. And they came out and the people went back and found tweets of them saying something or doing something. And they discredited them based off of what they said. Now, it, even if they were saying something that was messed up, that doesn't negate the fact that what they went through was real. Right. Right. So I'm not saying that we should give this man a pass for his past behavior. He should be judged by the past behavior alone. And you you deal with that on its own. It's a separate issue. The reality is we don't know for sure if what he's saying is true. It does speak to his character. But as I said, if you're going if you look at it from both sides, when a woman comes out and speaks like this, they do the same thing. They attack them. Oh, you're a liar. It's clear you're a whore. You were just, you know, a pretty much a ring rat. And now you're mad. You know, shit like that. So I'm not going to say that he's not telling the truth about that. But his past behavior doesn't make it look, doesn't make it easy to abdicate for him either. So he's going to need corroborating evidence in order for this to be believable and that means you're going to need more credible people to speak up on your behalf and on their own in order for someone to believe you because the tweets that you tweeted from your twitter are damning to the point where your credibility has now been shot and nobody's going to believe what you're saying Especially with you using the N word with the hard R. The F word. Talking about barbecuing Cody's private parts. You're in DMs with girls going at them mad aggressive. It doesn't lend to your credibility. But then again, like I said, you can't. You have to judge both situations as separate individual situations and deal with the situation he's talking about happened to him differently because they are separate. I'm just saying Satan works hard, but Twitter works harder. I don't know if it's true or not. One would hope that it it, it that it it, it it isn't true because you don't want to think that a work environment would be that toxic for anyone. Number two, I beg anybody that's in a situation like what he described is to know your worth and to leave. No amount of money is worth your mental. If you are not mentally prepared to do the job or you're not mentally in this job, then you're not going to be no good to anybody. You might be able to pay your bills for a couple months, but after a while, that's going to go downhill too. No amount of money is worth that type of abuse, what he described. So if that kind of shit is happening to you, then you need to find other means to make your money. And as people who do video producing, videographers, people who are doing graphic artists, those kind of people can make money just by putting a feeler out there on Instagram, on Twitter, putting your shit out there on for the, everybody to see, people will come to you. The internet is constantly making money. 
There's no way, no way in the world I would let myself be abused like that for a fucking wrestling show. Yeah. So the thing is, though, if he technically was, he technically was working for DDP's company, but DDP's company was, seemed like it's also doing stuff for VAEW. So he is a DD, whatever his fucking company is, person, but does work for AEW. So that's also has to, so basically the job duties for that is kind of a little bit wonky. And this is just me coming from someone in management of trying to like even think about coding that. So not only that, so the weird thing is that he was saying that he went through all of this so-called abuse but he was like don't set hate to them like I still watch them every week and blah 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 and so I was like that's really weird that's what to got say. that's really and I, that threw me off I'm like that is so weird it's like why would you say that and if they treated you that bad and then like these tweets started coming out and then other people are like even people we know are just like, well, yeah, there's like, I, it's like, I know of him, like, I've seen him at a show, and then, and I started seeing quite a few teeps be like, oh, I've seen him at a show, and I see him at a show, I'm like, he's a fan. So, honestly, if I was Cody, I probably wouldn't like his ass either, because he looks like a fucking incel. He probably <laughs> is, to be completely honest. It's just like, all of that is, I like, and I'm not trying to say, like, again, again, if someone has, like, a terrible work environment, I'm not trying to, like, you know, harshly judge you, but at the same time, if you're going through all of this, and you're still being, still promote them, like, he was, like, will still support them, and all the other shit, that, some, that's not adding up to me. That's Something where right. it got me. That's, that's where it got me, where it's like, why would you... It's like, okay, so say you work for a restaurant, and then you, you've you had a really shitty time there, and you said, you know, you left, and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't have to work there ever again. Why would you go back there and keep spending your money there? Huh. After you know how you've been treated. You're going to go spend money there. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's not lending to your credibility, love. It's really not. Yeah, there's like a bunch of stuff ain't adding up. I don't know. He seems, seems like he's a fucking creep. He was probably jacking off. Cody probably called him jacking off to one of his pictures or something. Was oh, like, hey, glory. Glory be. That is not for the kingdom, Nicole. That is not for the kingdom. <laughs> we gonna have to wait and see how this pan out. I ain't heard nobody from AEW saying nothing. I feel, guess they figure if they keep quiet, this will go away. I did see people in support of the dude until all this problematic that support turned around real quick. Like, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Let's let's move on. So. We'll stick with AEW for now. 
Kenny Omega came out in support of a partnership possibly between WWE and AEW. Now, I'm going to let Janae explain it so you get the gist of it, and then we'll give you our thoughts about it. Yeah, so uh, Kenny Omega had an interview. I can't remember um, what the interview, who it was with. But he had an interview and he talked about a possible partnership between AEW and WWE. And he said that if WWE were to approach AEW and participate in a talent switch or a trade-off, that he would support um, the idea altogether. Um, he said, whatever benefits the wrestling fan must always come first. When you start thinking about fantasy scenarios, if wrestlers cross over like that, it gets really exciting. He said, I think this is the kind of shot in the arm that wrestling needs. We will succeed in attracting more viewers than we already have at the table. We would never know until we try. Even if we are unable to create new fans, it's still a win-win because you're the only you're only going to make the current fan happier. So it seems like Kenny Omega is all for a partnership between WWE and AEW. Um, I don't know how the rest of the people feel on the AEW side. Um <laughs> I can say on the WWE side with Vince McMahon in charge, not going to happen. Um, maybe if Triple H was, that would be something that they could discuss doing, like, you know, sending certain wrestlers to AEW, sending certain AEW wrestlers to WWE. So he's all for it. I would um, have a problem with it, but they, in order for them to do it, they would have to put their egos aside. And nobody's going to be willing to do that. Everybody's dick's bigger, so that's where you're at. I don't see it working, like, at all. Because fucking Cody hates the Cody hates the WWE. He hasn't came out flat out said it, but you know he fucking hates them. WWE's not going to share their their talent with anybody there's no way that's gonna happen hmm. no I fucking way that's happen, gonna happen. If, if if they put their differences aside that would work out and benefit both companies both of them they would have wwe would have access to some of the best indie talent in the world in the world you could do Survivor Series on one of the greatest scales ever. That would be fucking epic to have AEW versus WWE and just let them fight that shit out. Like, who's going to win? It's not going to be detrimental to anybody. Yeah, you'll have bragging rights over the other company. True. But you'll always have next year. Okay? So it's not, it's not, it's not. That's outside of a scope that cannot be, but both parties have to be willing to put the bullshit aside and work together to get the money. Because at the end of the day, it'll boost ratings for both shows. Not just AEW, but WWE too. Because WWE will benefit with the carryover from AEW, and WWE and AEW will benefit from the carryover of WWE. WWE is a massive machine and just them being a part of that in a cog would bolster AEW tremendously 
It'll be like watching the fucking Super Bowl. I I get it. It'd be like watching the fucking Super Bowl, and there would be a lot of dream matches going on. But the egos, even if Vince goes, maybe they might consider it. But as of right now, there's no way that's going to happen. Because, I mean, WWE doesn't even let them do... WWE won't even let them have third-party problems sometimes. So, I mean, it's like... It's going to be a little different trying to work with a whole other company. Um, I think it would be benefit all of them. And I and then um, Tama Tonga t- talked about this because, you know, he was with WWE briefly. And then he was saying that he would really like a partnership with New Japan and, w- and WWE, specifically NXT. Yeah. He said he think that that would benefit everyone very well. Um, honestly, the way things are going, Vince might have to resign sometime soon. Period. Vince still not been at TV. Since the election or since mm-hmm. the oh, I see, still has not been at TV. Which is odd. Because he never he he never really messes TV and not for this long. So again, uh, shit that could be happening a lot sooner than we think. Because you know Vince might not be in charge. Um, and I think it would benefit because you can like the promotion for that. Hell. They can do a pay-per-view, put it on, and I not put it on network. I wouldn't put it on a network right away. I would make it an actual pay-per-view. I would literally yep. be like, this is $50. People would pay that. I would probably pay it, honestly. I want to see it. I'd pay for that. AEW versus WWE, Battle of the Brand. Do you know how much? Let's not, not even look at how much money they can make off of the pay per views. Do you know how much news coverage that would get? Do you know how fucking insane that would be all over Twitter? It would dominate. Could you just imagine the matches though? Like, think of like the matches they would have between people. Like, if you had like Street Profits versus like. Some Lucha Brothers or Private Party. Or Best Friends, because I like the way Best Friends wrestle. Sasha against Thunder Rosie. Profits and um, Best Friends would be more interesting. Yeah. That, I mean, just, you just looking at what you can do. You don't look at what's, what's backstage and how you could also bolster other talent by using other talent. You get what I'm saying? Like, not just the mainstream guys, but the people who be in the back who don't get the most shine, that could be their one opportunity to shine. Or you have people at AEW who could really benefit while working someone out of certain caliber. Like, say, put Lance Archer and AJ Styles. He could probably really benefit and learn from a match with someone like him. Or... And that's the same thing with, like, a lot of the women. A lot of those women could really, really benefit with going against 
90% of WWE's women's roster. I don't say 95% of WWE's roster. Or you can have, and you could do so much with it. You can do like, you got Adam Cole and Britt Baker there. Yeah. Like you tag team kind of thing. Yeah. Swollen um, and Cedric Alexander. Like you could do, hell, you could have throw um, Lana with Rusev again and have, and them two say they get an argument and they can have an intergender match between. Kip and what and Penelope. You know what we should do. You know how have, one of the those podcast girls versus Oscar. Like you can do Ooh. so. You one can only hope. I don't see it happening no time soon. Oh, let's move on. So WWE has limited edition wines with Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, you want to drink wine with wrestlers on it? No. Okay, right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> nothing else to talk about when it comes to that. Um, so Austin Creed. The, we're gonna we're gonna move into Austin Creed, and then that'll segue into Zelina Vega, and then we'll do Survivor Series. Okay. So Austin Creed. Everybody's bringing him up because of his situation with his, um, with his, um, his YouTube. And he has his, he has his YouTube account. He can stream on his YouTube. He did make it known that you can only stream on your YouTube. You can't use Twitch or whatever. And a lot of people, you know, were upset that Austin Creed was able to keep his account and other people, that he was able to stream at first. You didn't see people using your YouTube for a minute, but all of a sudden that that went back to normal. And now everybody's been barred from using Twitch, including Austin. He has to use only Up, Up, Down, Down. Now, recently Up, Up, Down, Down won the eSports Content Creator of the Year, so congratulations to him for that. But in even better news, Austin agreed that BRE, which is Mia Yim, Shayna Baszler, Dakota Kai and Jessamine Duke are now a part of the Up Up Down Down channel. Okay. So <clears throat> I did post it to my personal page, but I will post it to the um, Down for the Count page as well. So my apologies for not posting it. But it was a clip from their um, stream they were doing on his Up Up Down Down channel. They asked to be a part of the channel and Austin said yes he said yes I 100% agree to that now here's the thing I knew from the beginning that Austin had most of the control of his channel of what he can and can't do in the very beginning outside of Zack Ryder he had one of the biggest channels rivaling WWE's channels and it was all focused on video games New Day was on there in the beginning. It was just him and New Day in the video games. And a lot of times what they would do is just have the wrestlers in the back that weren't really doing anything. And they would be um, they would be back there playing video games. So that channel grew and expanded into this big block. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is 
I'm happy for Austin. I'm glad he has creative control of his YouTube. But the question is, why is Twitch such an issue for WWE? I don't understand why Twitch is an issue. I don't understand why OnlyFans is an issue. And I'm going to let Janae take over for a second and kind of brief you on what's happening. We can recap about Vega and go into this third-party stuff and finish out on Vega. So for me, my question is, yes, what is the issue with Twitch? But what is the issue with Twitch and Raw main roster people and SmackDown main roster people? Because NXT main roster people are still allowed to Twitch. Um, I recently was watching Dakota Kai play Among Us with Ronda Rousey on her Twitch Live. And that was like the other day. Um, Adam Cole, he's up there all the time playing Resident Evil, Borderlands, or whatever you want to name it. Jessamine Duke, she's on there a lot as well. She also Twitches. I mean, she also streams on YouTube. And you can see her playing Valhalla. You can see her playing um, Phasmophobia with her, Mia Yim, Shannon Baszler, and RJ City. Now, here's the thing. The main roster wrestlers, they are still streaming when they're on someone else's channel. Not necessarily, they're not recording their screen, but like, let's say, Jessamine Duke, if she's playing Phasmophobia or any game that requires more than one player, and she's streaming live, you can still hear Mia Yim, you can still hear Shayna Baszler, you can still hear them playing the game and commenting on the game, you just won't be able to see their version of the live stream. They can't stream on Twitch. But for some reason, it's okay to do it on YouTube. Shayna Baszler uh, started posting videos on her YouTube account. Granted, when you look at the information, her YouTube account was already registered in 2016, so she's had, she's had it for a while. But she was just posting videos up there the other day. And one of her newest videos she posted the other day was like, what more do you want to see content wise for me to put on my uh, channel? So they can still go on YouTube and stream. Here's the thing. When you stream on YouTube, it's pretty much the same on Twitch. You can put in the cool little backgrounds just like Twitch. Um, Twitch has a donation based kind of thing. Uh, YouTube has this, the very same thing. Only difference is they call them super chats, where you can donate money um, into the wrestler stream. And usually, the wrestlers use it for a good cause, which is community service or some kind of like if someone needs a surgery or something like that. So, what is it specifically about Twitch that they can't be on, but it's okay for them to stream on YouTube and do the same thing? Um, I think at this point in time, everyone back there knows why they can. Obviously, they're not going to say anything. I'm pretty sure Zelina Vega, once her 90-day clause comes up, she'll be able to talk about it more. So that is my question. And a lot of the stuff going around is maybe WWE has a partnership or in talks to have a partnership with um, Twitch. Or maybe they try to have a partnership with Twitch, and Twitch was like, nah, bump that. And WWE's like, all right, well, we're going to pull our wrestlers. But that doesn't explain as to why NXT, though, can wow. still do it, because even though NXT is not the main roster, they are still under they're still WWE in general. So they that's what we're their contracts. They have different contract bylaws. NXT does even under WWE because they're yeah. still a because they're not signed as WWE. They are when they are signed from NXT, their contract is specifically NXT. 
is NXT Performance Center. And if they get called up during that contract, it still rolls over. But once their contract is up, they have to renegotiate. They have to sign completely new contracts. Well, see, that's what I thought, too. But in reading and, and looking at certain uh, the credible dirt she ones, from what I've been reading, the minute they go, um, yeah, from the minute they go to the new roster, some of them, some of their contracts don't get re-signed. Yes, that's because they, if they're called up before their actual contract up, that just, like I said, that just rolls over. But once that's up, they have they have to renegotiate and get completely new contracts. So yeah, say, but I've also heard that when some of them come up, their contracts immediately get renegotiated. It's kind of weird. Like some get renegotiated right when they move up, and then some don't. I don't know how. Who? What I might have depends on how. Why it they, depends on how you were signed up. Uh, so some people get signed in, they get signed in as NXT. And NXT, can kind, they kind of sometimes have to renegotiate when they go finally get fully called up to the main roster. Most of the time they don't. But if you get signed in specifically as a PC, because there's people who get signed on specifically as on the P, um, at the PC. They don't get they don't even have like a WWE contract or an NXT contract. They're just working for the performance center contracted through there. And then they can easily terminate. And they usually do that when they're trying to figure out, you know, if they want to keep them or not. Yeah, I do know that. I do know they do that to move around people to free up money. But they have to sign. But once they move from the PC, they're like, okay, we're going to move you up to NXT. Sometimes they, and it also depends on what their first contract entails or how long is in it, it rolls over or either they have to sign a completely new one and then it has to happen again when they go to the main roster. It it just kind of depends on your tier of how you were signed on. I do know if you go through the PC, there is a contract in play. And I know in that contract, you are free to like, if you realize WWE is not my thing, I want to balance. I do know they're, they're like, if you want to leave, you can leave. So they are free to leave if they're still under the PC. And yeah, when they do it, go up to NXT, they get, they do get an NXT contract, but at least if they're the PC, they, if they choose to leave, they can, they're allowed to leave. That's one good thing. So when it comes to some people and how they may get signed, that negotiations can be fielded through managers and agents. So that may differ as to how certain people are signed, how quickly they're signed, and what they get signed for, all that stuff changes by who's fielding the offers and negotiations for you. Now, if you're doing that for yourself, it might be different for how you sign. If somebody else is doing it, it might be different. Now, one thing my brother told me, he just told me, was that Twitch's agreement between the users and them is different from YouTube and the other third-party platforms. Twitch takes 50% of the profits from their from them and what they make. So if they they're taking all half of that money. Now that gives he says that gives the user complete creative control over their content. And it's given specifically to the user, not to WWE. So WWE cannot control what they're doing on their channels. And that's where the issue is coming in. They don't have control over it. The contract is between Twitch and the user. Now, that's the pinnacle problem. 
also the level they have different tiers of interaction with the user. For instance, Kevin right now has 150, so he's like an associate, so he's not going to get quite 50%, he'll get something a little less. But somebody like a Max who has 2 million subscribers on Twitch, mm -hmm. he gets his full 50% share, but he also gets all of his video on demand content. All of his he YouTube, owns all of that. He owns all of that. They don't own content. the content, and that's the problem. And they can't. Nope. Twitch won't give them the ownership. People like Ninja, he has 40 million subscribers. Right. So he owns all of his content. So he can put it on YouTube, he can put it on Discord. And that's the problem. Whatever he wants to put it on, he doesn't have to pay whoever his agency is mm -hmm. with for because it belongs to him. It's his content. It's just like a record label. A record label size. QC signed uh, the Migos. The Migos put out an album. The QC gets the majority of the share from that album. Migos get paid from the album, but they have to give him complete control. Give QC the money. Which for is what they fight they with now. The masters. But if somebody like a King Von, who's the guy that just died, he owns his masters. So any kind of any kind of money, monetary profit he gets from his uh, music being streamed or played. Or being done in concert, go to whoever he goes to his beneficiary. His, his estate. Now, his estate. Right. Nobody controls that money but King Von. That's the problem. They That's can't the control the content. That's why, side note, if you're an artist, do not sign to a label because you will not own your masters. They will yeah. take that no, shit no. and keep it from you. WWE owns Up, Up, Down, Down's masters because they're using the, the created characters of Xavier Woods and uh, Kofi Kingston. As we all know, that's not their real names in real life, but they own that character. Just like the deleted shit. They can't, my, uh, the, him, the uh, twins, the brothers can't use that deleted shit because TNA owns that. Correct. So it's just it's just the same way WWE owns the masters for whatever content they decide to create. But if they go to a platform that has a different setup, they can't touch that money from Twitch. YouTube money, yeah, they can get all that because YouTube pays you full like they get a share, but they give you majority of share. But but because Twitch takes fifty percent of what you get, especially if you somebody like a ninja, like a Maximilian, like some of these other guys that are big on there, you will not get. They will not get control of that. They, the creators get complete control of whatever they want to do with their stuff. They can go to any platform and put their videos up. There, there's your issue. Yep. That explains it. WWE wants to control the content. And they want to have right the right to tell them where to put it, what to do with it, and they can't. No, I totally agree with it. No, but in, in reality, it makes sense because if they own the character, you can't use... I don't want you to use my character to go make money. But these people are not using their character on their Twitch streams anymore. They're being themselves. So let's take WWE... They're being themselves under that name, though. They're no, they weren't. No. After the edict came down, uh -huh. and they said to them... You can't use W like let's take Paige. Yeah. Paige was under her Twitch channel yeah. as a page because that's how she goes by. Yeah. But when WWE dropped the edict down, every last one of them that streamed changed their names to their real names. That's the difference, yeah. Yeah. They changed to their that's real that's names. That's 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 and they the told difference. them as long as you're under contract with me, you have to shut this down. Yeah, because yeah, you're making money that we can't touch. They ain't making that much money. You surprised, Christopher? They're, no, they're not. They're not making, they're that, not much making that much money. The they're superstars, not. though, the people like 
let's take Zelina Vega since Vega is the one that is the biggest issue and right now is the biggest topic. Right. Vega had 14,000 subscribers. They're not making no money and nobody nobody under nobody else is having that is having millions of subscribers on their Twitch streams. Yeah. They don't have that. The person who had the most subscribers was Xavier. Austin had the most, but Austin was going by his real name on his stuff. Uh, Austin Creed. Yeah. His real name got changed very early on on his Twitter, mm-hmm. on Up, Up, Down, Down. Austin Creed owns 92% of his content on Up, Up, Down, Down. Yeah. So it's not, he agreed to do what he had to do to keep his shit going. Yeah. So my thing, he's, he's agreeing with the edict to shut it down. He did stream on Twitch too, yeah. but he had a big, he has a big following. He hit a million very quickly on YouTube. Yeah, that's what yeah he's has, over 2 million now. Max has 2 million subscribers and Max makes anywhere between 30 and $50,000 a month. That's just on his subscription? Just, just from his, from Twitch. When no, I, I'm saying like oh, your yeah. subscription or just the donations and subscription. When I tell you, there are people that go on his channel. There's a guy that goes on his channel every Stream. Max streams six times a week. He doesn't do it on on, on Mondays. That's the day off. He streams six times a week. There's a guy that goes on his channel and buys seven subscriptions every single stream. And donates them. And donates the, donates the subs. He's a sub. Man, every single stream. Seven subs every day. Every day he, he come on there as soon as he come on. Can I have his, a sub? I need somebody that after, loyal to me. After after his little thing. That's why I'm saying they're not making that much money because he has millions of followers on Twitter. I mean on Twitch. And he's making that much money. And Zelina only has 14K. And out of those 14K, a good majority of them are the free tier ones where they're not paying for subscriptions for. So majority of them are free tier where they're not paying anything. They just subscribe to the thing. Like for me, I can subscribe to Zelina Vega and not pay anything. Only thing I can't do is send in like the special like little stickers and stuff and do something. Yeah. So so most of them have the free tier one. And a lot of the subscriptions that she has, she has given them out herself. Meaning that money came out of her pocket. And she only has 14,000 followers or subscriptions. She's not making that much money. Right. So neither is Paige because her follower count is higher, but it's not even close to a million. Yeah. It's not even close. So I this is the thing. This is where things change. There was a new um chief financial officer that came in. That's why they fired all of them, all of the mother ones. They fired their whole staff, the yeah. whole board. He came in and was like, Look, yeah. these superstars are making money on Twitch. They're making this money on Twitch. You need to nip this in the bud because you're not getting a piece of that. Cameo, <laughs> the cameo shit makes more money than they Twitch streams. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Roman Reigns was charging $600, $600 for her per cameo. Yeah. Undertaker was charging $1,000 for 30 100%. cameos and they all sold out. If you sound like choppy, if you're, you sound like a radio from a far distance. I do? Yeah. yeah. I'll fix it. I'll fix, go ahead and talk. I'll fix it. But yeah, Cameo is where the real money's at because the wrestlers can set their own prices and they can set how they can do how many of how many they want. 
So let's say you're someone on Cameo and you're charging, you're a big name WWE superstar and you're charging, let's say, $400 per Cameo. And, you know, you set your time limit to like two minutes per Cameo. And let's say you do four Cameos, which is eight minutes out of your day. That's what, $1,600? And let's say you do that five days out of the week, set aside eight minutes, five days out of the week for $1,600. And you do that every single week. That adds up a lot of money. Like Charlotte Flair was charging 400 and something. Um, Alexa Bliss was charging 199. Um, Sasha Banks was charging 375. And when they were doing cameos, some of the cameo videos you can post for other people to see, and some of them are private that, that you can't. But just looking at the cameos that they posted for other people to see, they were churning out cameos like you were popping Skittles in your mouth. So that's where the whole money, that's where all that money was. And as of right now, from what I'm hearing, WWE is trying to set up their own version of Cameo, where instead of going to Cameo, you have to go through them. And I think they, it's like $125 for, I think, a minute and a half video. And people buy it. Like, if you, people, people will buy it. And a lot of the times, the wrestlers get to set what time limit that they do the Cameos in. And like a Roman Reigns, his cameos were probably about a minute and a half anyway. Like some of these wrestlers were actually setting a minute and a half cameos. The only difference is cameo would take a portion of that money and the rest of it would go to the wrestler. WWE, on the other hand, was like, oh, look, there's some money right here. So now it's just like we're going to do our own cameo. You're going to go through us and then we're going to take majority of that money. And then the whatever money that we give to you, that's going to go towards your downside that's already in your contract. So in a sense, you're not really making any extra money because it's just going to go to your downside anyway. So I get cameo. I don't agree with it. I get cameo, but Twitch, these wrestlers weren't making any money and any money that was being brought in through donation wise, from what I've seen, it's all been going to like, you know, cancer, the cancer society, homelessness, uh, batter wives, um, club or whatever. Um, you know, someone needed surgery, funeral costs for someone that they knew. So any donations coming in, they weren't keeping any of that. So any money that they were making were coming from the paid tier subscriptions. But again, a lot of these wrestlers who have a lot of subscribers, a good majority of them are coming from the free subscription tier where you're not paying the $5.99, $9.99 or $12.99. And on top of that, it's coming from them giving out streams themselves. Because I've seen streams where they'll be having like a, a competition with some of the wrestlers and the loser has to give 60 subs to whoever the winner is. So there's no, they're not making any money from Twitch. They're actually like giving away using their money for streams. So that's why I'm just like, so what is it about Twitch besides the whole, like knowing, trying to control the content because there's no money there at all. Like there's more money in Cameo and YouTube because you get the ad revenue. That's better. So that's what we're trying to figure out is specifically what is it with Twitch? Because if the C no financial content, it has to be that they can't swoop in, get a partnership with the wrestler and own part of their content. That has got to be it. That is the only thing that I could think of that would stop them from streaming because they allow them to be on YouTube. And all they got to do is give them a piece of their revenue, maybe. But Twitch doesn't do that. They don't 
they don't operate that way. They can't control where these superstars place their content and they own it. So that gives them more creative control than it does their parent company. That's where they're having an issue. Now, so only can be completely and have them stream through WWE only, but they don't get to own the content. And the funny thing, too, is, though, like, when you look at wrestlers streaming on Twitch, and then you look at them streaming on YouTube, I'm just like, let them just, let them Twitch. Like, y'all ain't got to be dicks about it. Just let them Twitch. I'm let telling them you, they made a mistake. The greater good. Let them do the greater good. But in the, but on the, the plus side, the, the positive side in this negative, me personally, I'm happy to see BRE, which stands for Best Roommates Ever, with me and Shayna Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, and Dakota Kai. I'm happy to see, because this doesn't apply to Jessamyn Duke and Dakota Kai, because they can stream anyway. This is more so Shayna Baszler and me and I'm at least happy that they can still stream, even though they're going to be a subsidiary of Up, Up, Down, Down. Like right. left, right, left, right. It's a subsidiary of Up, Up, Down, Down. At least I can still watch them stream than not have them stream at all. And I don't know what they agreed to. I don't know how much creative freedom they have because um, Austin Creed, again, has his, he said his creative freedom is at like 92%. WWE still has a say-so, but he majority has creative freedom and what goes on with Up, Up, Down, Down. So I don't know what kind of creative freedom these four girls are going to have, but I hope it's enough to where they can still continue to stream because when you watch their stream, they're not flapping their gums and talking about people backstage like certain people were doing they they're were the game. <laughs> huh? they talking about the game yeah they trying to play a game and entertain people so i'm hoping with this that they can still do that they can still do super chats where the money can go to certain organizations for people in need um and i'm, I'm, ha- I'm not happy with them not twitching but at least they can do that hopefully they can get some kind of revenue for it and i'm just hoping they have the creative freedom and austin creed did say um when he was streaming the spider-man game that we were going to see a lot more people being funneled through up up down down until they can figure out what's going on with twitch he made it seem like he knew the reason why they couldn't go through twitch but he couldn't talk about it so he said you're going to start seeing a lot more people funneled through twitch and so I'm thinking this might be one of the things, too, where you have up, up, down, down, and they're probably going to try to turn up, up, down, down into where all the wrestlers funnel through up, up, down, down and turn into a subsidiary of it. And hopefully with BRE, if they can do really good numbers, maybe BRE can get their own YouTube channel and start having creative control and start having merch and everything else. I don't like it. Um, I don't agree with it, but if I can, if they can get back to streaming and doing good things for organizations, I will take that. Well, what do you think, Alexis? Do you have anything to say on it or you're good? Um, that honestly explains a lot because I was just listening a lot to what y'all were saying. The fact that WWE would not own master the master print or, you know, you want to call it that that actually makes a whole lot of fucking sense why all of a sudden i mean still it's weird 
because everything was going good and then all this shit blew up and I'm just now thinking like if that was the whole reason the whole fucking reason for this a lot of people are should have the right to be pissed off and someone lost their job over it it seems like the people that are majority pissed off are the ones that are like I don't want to say mid carters but mid carters cuz you yeah. from, from from what I've been reading and seeing the ones that are not upset about it are you know the AJ Styles the Seth Rollins the Roman Reigns the Sasha Banks the Baileys because with even if they don't twitch or they don't cameo just from the paycheck that they already get the They're outside fine. ventures yeah look at Sasha Mandalorian the girls in Saga like, because Mandalorian is a saga kind of thing, and I was reading up on it. And if you are going to be on a TV show that is saga, you have to register for saga. So, so, so Sasha's probably in saga right now. She has her footlocker thing with Puma, um, and they're coming Roman out with more stuff. Had she had, Roman huh? had, Roman had yep. was in the movie, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. He's yep. in part of too. They also have agents that represent them. Yep. Is yep. why they're able to renegotiate contracts for the people who are not in the limelight, who are not working regular full time as a part of WWE's elite. Mm-hmm. Those people should be able to stream and do whatever they want. They should have restrictions on what WWE and what they say about WWE. I agree with that because that ain't none nobody business. Yep. Like anything that has to do with WWE, you can't talk about on your Twitch. You can go on your Twitch as yourself, but you can't use your character like this. You can't do none of that. You can't because be back there talking about people you hate. Now, I will say, because I know there's going to be people out there who are just like, see, WWE is trying to stop every single wrestler's bag. This is that. That's not entirely true because there are people right now who have been taken off the stream that do have other companies that they run that WWE is not touching a single dime of their money. Cesaro has a a coffee company. Um, Even though Zelina got released, I feel really bad about that. But her and Aleister Black, they have a clothing line that WWE approved for them to have. They don't see any money from that. Um, Randy Orton has his clothing line called Slither. They don't, you don't see, you don't see anything from that. So, the WWE does let them do, and I mean, there's plenty more people. I can't name them all. Like, Shinsuke has some stuff going on in Japan. Um, Asuka, even though she had this before WWE, she does own her own hair salon in Japan, and she has, like, other stuff going on. She does have the YouTube channel, which is really awesome. You guys should really check it out. It's Connie Chan TV. Super dope content. I just got an update or a notification about it. Yeah, so... <laughs> WWE is not completely stopping the wrestlers back. Let me just make that very, very clear. They're not stopping the back. So when you go up there thinking that WWE is trying to control every single thing, that is not true. WWE usually will green light any side projects that you have, clothing company, coffee company, um, other stuff. It's just specifically this Twitch thing. So they are still getting third party income. It's just with this Twitch, it's, it's, it's different. So before anyone starts going into that whole thing, remember, they all of these wrestlers do have side ventures huh. that they are making a hundred percent of their profit to themselves, and nothing goes to WWE. 
So I'll say this and then we can move on to what we think, what we're going to pick for Survivor Series. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people sending stuff about um, they're done with WWE. They can't support them because of what they're doing as Alina Vega and all the things they've done in the past. Here's what I say to all of you who feel that way. I totally understand. But what you have to understand, too, is there were some things in a YouTube video that I will send to the group chat so you can see. But I really want you to understand how misinformation can inform other people and you yourself have to learn how to do your due diligence to have proper information so that you can make an informed opinion. When you're dealing with business, it's a complicated practice. It is not easy to own a business. I am not absolving WWE of their poor business practices. Don't get me wrong. I think a lot of times the way they operate is unethical and immoral and is disrespectful to their wrestlers and to everybody who works for them, how they operate and how they treat their superstars. I just want to say one thing for everyone listening. Tiff has a degree in business. But you know what she's talking about. She has a degree in business. She has a she went to school and got a degree that says she knows what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> Continue, Chris. Continue. Well, hold up. Before we do all this, I just have a question. Because I don't have a business degree, but I am kind of dumb as shit. So I just want to know where does the controversy was Zelina and the OnlyFans kick in? It doesn't. It was just lumped in. First of all, the salaciousness of OnlyFans is what's blowing that up. OnlyFans ain't just for porn. But that's what people people associated with that because of how it's been used on social media and how all of the strippers and exotic dancers move to OnlyFans. That is the only thing people equate it with. But what you have to understand is OnlyFans exist for people just like people who use Patreon. You go to Patreon, people pay for a subscription for you to get exclusive content. That is what it's used for. Drastically went down 75% because people that go to OnlyFans search their content see porn first. Because that's 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 it's it's not it's not for that, but that, that's what I'm saying. The salaciousness of OnlyFans being associated with porn is why that's the headline for everything. That has nothing to do with why she was fired. Although it could be a combination of Twitch and OnlyFans, because WWE can't see what she's doing on her OnlyFans unless they subscribe to it. You don't get to see that content and they also have a a user agreement with their users as well. So that could also be an issue, but that that isn't the bread and butter of Zelina Vegas firing. I refuse to believe that. I think it got factored in at the last minute and they were just like, well, we can't, she doesn't want to shut down her Twitch stream and we can't have her using this Twitch. It's either you shut down your Twitch or you're out. She stood her ground and they booted her. And for that in itself, it's messed up. But what I want people to start doing, and and really in general, just in general, when you hear something on the internet, do not always take everything at face value. You need to do your due diligence and make sure you consistently research what you are trying to figure out or understand. So when you form an opinion, it's an educated opinion, and it's not just coming from a personal bias towards WWE. 
What I'm seeing on this online is a lot of attacking a WWE, but nobody's saying anything about past business practices of other companies and current companies who have also operated under cheap and unethical practices. Impact is one of them. They held Karrion Cross's contract for a year or more. He could not wrestle because they would not release him. No one's saying anything yeah. about that. That's okay. That's okay for not them to, to mention the. Not to mention the bullshit that they did to uh, AJ to Styles and Samoa Joe, but that's a whole other fucking story. You gotta understand that the WWE is not the only issue when it comes to wrestling. The wrestling community as a whole has a problem with health insurance and making sure their superstars are paid effectively. It's just that. Oh, that I have to have Alexis explain that to me, and then I tell you, cause I don't know. She's our she's our wrestling historian, cause I don't know. I can do that real fucking quick, and it won't. I don't know nothing. About the only thing I know is that Samoa Joe's a good wrestler. He bombed. And, he, <laughs> <laughs> and, Alexis, and that's the thing through the wrestling companies. Like everyone's going after WWE. Like, oh, they don't give them health. They don't do this, and it's like, well, uh, a lot of the wrestling companies don't do that either. But why are we focusing no. on WWE? AEW because doesn't have a health or anything. They're the big WWE is the bad company because they listen to assholes like David Starr, who well. wants to sit there. Well, he's got his own problems now, but they want to sit here, and they're so mad because, you know, WWE is not the brass ring anymore, but they get so fucking mad because at one point WWE said, hey, you're not what we're looking for. Hey, you're not the fit that we're looking for, which either take that as a critical thing. If you want to be in WWE, you work your ass off or you could just be like, "Okay, I tried. I'll try again a couple of years. Let me go do this indie shit for a while. Joe's not the one that she's talking about. No. Oh, no. It's just, David, oh, look, these people, these, a lot of these guys are pissed off because they got turned down by the WWE at one point. So yeah. to them, WWE bad. WWE sellout company. I have, you, you've seen it, where guys from the indies who absolutely are indie darlings get signed to WWE, and then all of a sudden these Ride or die fans they had will drop them like a fucking sack of potatoes and be like, "No, nah, you're in WWE. You sold out." And let's like, be like very, very clear. A lot like, of your guys' favorite, a lot of your favorite indie wrestlers that you see on the indie scene, that you've seen in Impact, that you've seen in MLW, ROH, or uh, AEW, a lot of them have went to the WWE tryouts, and WWE didn't pick them. Now, maybe it was a mistake on WWE, but a lot of your wrestlers have gone through the WWE PC tryout and they weren't picked. So a lot, not saying all the wrestlers are upset about that, but there are some wrestlers out there that you can clearly tell are a little bit upset that they didn't get WWE contract. And my thing is this, my, my, my thing, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I'm not absolving WWE of their pit, their piss poor behavior. But if you're going to judge WWE, then you need to have that same energy when it comes to Amazon, when it comes to Walmart, when it comes mm-hmm. to Target, when it comes to 
Sam's Club, when it comes mm-hmm. to fucking Burger King, McDonald's, all of them motherfuckers, if you ain't salary, you don't have no insurance. The airline company? You don't have no insurance. Fuck you don't the airline companies. The only people that do, the only people that do are people who work in the salary parts. So if you're a store manager, if you're a manager, you will have insurance. But you don't yeah, have fucking insurance working the line at Walmart. And if you mm-hmm. think for a minute that working at Amazon makes you be some motherfucking martyr. You are crazy. You are killing industries. Jeff Bezos is a billionaire and your ass is sitting up on the internet talking about you can't support WWE, but I bet your ass got an Amazon box at your house. Yep. And we can even look at in, in, in WA. They you were talking about outrage it's all i'm saying you can't be selective with your outrage you cherry picking what you want to support and what's bad and what's good oh wwe's out here ruining lives and firing superstars let me break it down for you so you understand how business works the coronavirus hit it and affected everybody you think because wwe makes billions of dollars that they were not affected by the coronavirus alone it took a million dollars for them to produce one fucking TV show. One. That's Raw. NXT. SmackDown. 205 Lives. They got house shows and live shows that they do. They got super shows that they do. That's eight different shows that they run. Could be throughout the week. It takes a million dollars to produce their main TV shit. A million fucking dollars. And you think that they didn't lose no money because they reported being profitable? Not to mention, y'all forget. See, y'all like to throw numbers and shit in your videos to make your videos look real popping. But what you failed to realize or what you failed to report is that Stephanie, Shane, Triple H, Vince McMahon, and all of the other executives in the company sold almost all of their stocks. Do you think that made WWE look like they turned a profit? You damn right it did, because it added to the bottom line. Firing those superstars looked bad. Of course, it's the middle of a fucking pandemic. People losing their jobs left and right. If they had watching your videos, thinking they're getting all the information, but they're not, because everything's going over your head. Let me put it this way. If you're not smart enough to do the due diligence to have all the information, then you need to keep your mouth shut about shit you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I'm not taking note for WWE, but the reality is when those people are sitting up in a boardroom trying to keep their business afloat, you're just, the same thing is happening to you on a smaller scale. You're at home trying to make sure you can feed your family. They're trying to figure out how they can keep all of these people and still be in the red. They don't answer to Vince McMahon. They answer to a board of executives and investors. And if they don't look like they turn a profit, them investors walk. Mm-hmm. They walk. And it's that, like the- that means no more pyrotechnics. That means no more gold and silver championships. That means no more $6 million figure for Roman Reigns. That means everybody getting a pay cut. That means half of the company got to be furloughed or fired. 
That means people who would normally be paid to work certain aspects of WWE shows would have to be fired because they are not being used. That's not nobody taking up for them. That's just giving you the facts. You do with it what you will. But you cannot go around putting out bullshit and you don't have the legitimacy of the facts. And one thing I can't stress, that's enough. But you can't be selective with your bullshit. You can't sit up and support Jeff Bezos when you know damn well Jeff Bezos is unethical, he's cruel and immoral, and he's undercutting prices for other business on purpose so that Amazon can take over and turn a profit. They don't bought up half of the goddamn economy. They took Whole Foods. Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. Just about everything you get in this world, everything in this country is delivered through Amazon. They were delivering through the pandemic besides UPS and the, the um, United States Postal Service. If you're going into that radio mode again. Every day. That's what was happening. Yeah. And like one of the other things too, I see people just like, oh, they're letting people go. They're 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 firing people. It's like some of them wanted to be released anyways. Maria. And here's the thing, they go after WWE. But here's an example. I'm going to give you two examples. The first one, NWA. NWA said if anyone wanted out of their contract, they will be allowed to leave because it's COVID. Zicky Dice wanted out of his contract. NWA said no. And I see a lot of people who are agreeing with not releasing Zicky Dice. But then you're mad and upset that when, and I don't agree with that, that when a wrestler wanted to be released off of WWE, you should release them. Don't hold them back. But NWA knows Zicky Dice. We're not going to release you. Well, I understand. You know, he signed a contract and he has to fulfill his contract. And it's just like, again, we're doing this selective cherry picking. Two, there was a Twitter account who went online and said that Zelina Vega was making literally $450,000 a year from Twitch. That's and everybody, and everybody ran, And everybody ran with that. Like she makes in it. You saw a lot of these dirt sheets, even Dave Meltzer talking about, oh, she makes more money than her contract because of some Twitter thing person was like, she made, I did the math and she makes $450,000 a year using Twitch when it's like you just times the minimum base tier pay to how many subscribers she's had and not looking at how many subscriptions she's giving out and how many free tier subscriptions that she has and not only that 14k was off of subscriptions that she got when she went online to talk about how she's released because when she don't went online to talk about how she's released there was like 5,000 people that that subscribed to her in that one that one showing meaning before this whole thing that's before she unfortunately got released she was only working around maybe 8,000 subscribers maybe 8,000 subscribers. And on top of that, when she does her live Twitch streaming, she's only pulling in about 400 to like maybe 600 views per stream. And that's counting after she gets done streaming and she keeps the stream up for other people to watch. That's counting that. So that's what Tiff is talking about. When you have people going online and throwing out numbers, 
And here you guys are just reading it and taking it for what it is and not taking the due diligence to take five minutes out of your time and actually pull up a calculator or do some some kind of research. And then you take it and you put it on your whatever wrestling information page you have and label it breaking news. And now you have a bunch of people going off for information that's not true. I just want to be informed. That's all. It's just use your head. Like I'm. Look, I don't mean to cut you off, Alexis. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish and I'll I'll let you go. I I went to college and I did my due diligence there. I do understand that there are businesses that operate and they have shitty business practices. I am not on WWE side with firing Zelina Vega. I think it's absolutely no. ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. I don't care if they can own her content or not. The girl is sitting up there streaming about fucking Pokemon or goddamn Dragon Ball Z or some shit like that. She's not on there playing WWE's Battlegrounds talking about, yeah, when I see Nia Jax, I'm going to beat her ass or some shit like that. It's, that's not what's happening. She's not on there as Zelina Vega. She's on there as herself. And I feel like they should be allowed to do that, considering the fact that, first of all, we're in a fucking pandemic still. And I venture out to say that by the time this time next year, unless the fucking president of the United States concedes like he's supposed to. Woo, Joe Biden. And they allow the president-elect to go into office like he should. And they finally get some control over this shit. And get ahead of it. Now he got a whole task force. Not to go on a tangent. But he got a whole task force sitting. Trying to come in and do what needs to be done. But because the orange tangerine. Is mad and in feelings. And having a fucking tantrum. Because he lost. Nothing is happening. The whole fucking government is at a stalemate. Because don't nobody want to do what needs to be done. Because he can't act like a grown ass man. So unless. A miracle happens, and he does what he's supposed to. There's going to be a slow change with the coronavirus for the next two years, which means more than likely WWE will be operating at half capacity that entire time, as will your best friend AEW, Mm -hmm. who has no better business practices than WWE. He there ran by Tony Khan, whose father is a piece of shit. Okay? Yes, sir. Look at Tony Khan's father and how they run the concussion protocol for the the Jaguars. Y'all real selective with your anger. All I'm saying is, if you can't support WWE, then your ass can't support AEW either because their wrestlers don't have health care either. Okay? They don't. Now, it's not to say that they can't. They shouldn't be giving them health care. And I'm not talking down about AEW either. What I'm saying is what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You cannot sit up there and be like, oh, tell me this ain't true what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, motherfucker, it's true. It's true for a lot of fucking places. Your ass is walking in Walmart with that mask on, though, knowing that that cashier don't have no fucking insurance, but you make that bitch ring your shit up so you can go home. 
Walmart made $132 I'm just saying, you don't have no problem. You don't have no problem cussing people out at Amazon because your goddamn hair clippers didn't show up or that wig you ordered didn't show up on time so you could go to the club. And you know damn well half of the Amazon warehouse workers are getting coronavirus. Make sure you get your make sure you get your prime delivery two day packaging. That's all I'm saying. You can't be selective with your outrage. If you don't want to watch WWE no more, that's fine by me. I respect your decision, but don't come at me with no bullshit. Give me real facts. I'm gonna just say this for everyone that says I don't support WWE. I'm not gonna watch it anymore. I'll see you next Monday and Friday and Wednesday. Because that's right where you about to be watching it. Oh, yeah. Alexis, Alexis, I'm I'm through, baby. You can go ahead and say what you got to say, and then we'll move on to Survivor Series. I got nothing. Never mind. Let's just talk about Survivor Series. All right. Survivor Series is tomorrow. that's all we got we ain't got no more thank you so much for listening to down for the count if you want to follow us on our social media please do you can follow us on twitter at down for the count 19 where we live tweet every show from mlw to raw to smackdown to nxt to aew and we even do aew dark so go ahead and follow us on twitter you get all the funny and all the drama and even when news breaks we cover it there too make sure you follow us on our instagram at d14 underscore podcast where we try to put the then more of our professional side on Instagram but even then sometimes that gets a little messy so you can see all our reactions to Raw and some of the characters we're not feeling at the moment and you get all the stuff we just give you all the tea hunty we give it to you all now moving on to what's really going to be happening with down for the count we're going to take a break we're taking a break we usually do last year we took the break around this time and we're going to do it again this year we're taking our break now we're going to um this is going to be one of our final episodes of the year we have two more episodes to come it's going to be a recap of survivor series we're going to do a short review of what happened this week on the shows and we're also going to redo one of our more popular episodes or rather one of our first episodes which was our top five dtf so we want to make sure we do that and plus we're going to have a special guest a big supporter of our show from the very beginning and we love him dearly at2 will be back to help us redo a recap of survivor series and he's also going to participate in our our dtf episodes and of course we have our new member of the podcast janae and she's going to give her thoughts on survivor series as well as we all are and she's going to be a part of our DTF, which is going to be so much fun. So you guys, make sure you follow us on our social media. We are going to be posting these last couple of episodes over the next couple of weeks. And we're going to take a hiatus, like I said, for the holidays. So we probably will not be back until mid-January. But I'm going to come on here every week and make sure I remind you that we are coming back. <laughs> so make sure you guys follow us on our social medias. Make sure you keep in contact with us. If you have a specific topic 
that you want us to discuss, then you can always send us a DM or a voice message on Anchor. Now, if something explosive happens within the time frame of us taking our break, we most definitely will come back and talk about it, report on it, and give you guys our unbiased opinion. So we'll see you guys in there. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the show. We appreciate every single one of you and we love you and we'll see you guys soon.